What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the R&R Pot of Film. I'm your host, Glenn Rodriguez, and with me is Cody Repass. How you doing, man? I'm good. Another Fan Vote Friday is here. This one is courtesy of Nate, and oh man, I can't wait to talk about this one. <laughs> I love these Fan Vote Fridays because it's like some obscure movies that are on there, or movies that I really loved. I, I really hope they win, and they always do. Like the last one, you know? Um, Jackie Brown, like I'm all about it. So this one, I'm very all about. I can, I have stories beyond stories with this movie, and uh, we're gonna get into it. And we're talking about, of course, American Psycho, which was directed by Mary Heron, and it stars Christian Bale, uh, Guinevere Turner. Um, what's her name? I can't think of her name right now. I have it right in front Reese of me. There it is. Reese Witherspoon. How can I forget about her? Um, it came out April 14th, 2000, and it is based off of a novel, which I am holding in my hands right now, by the great Brett Easton Ellis, who also wrote um, Rules of Attraction, which is actually a good movie, too, and um, a whole bunch of other movies, too, that are really good in books. So um, let's just get into it. So we were talking a little bit off air before we started. Um and you want you 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 have some things to say. Uh, let's start with you then. So um, let's start with the good first, and then we'll get into your critiques. I think I know you have some. I definitely have a few critiques, but obviously, without question, Christian Bell is fantastic as Patrick Bateman in this movie. He holds the movie together. He's definitely the glue, and his descent into madness or the descent that it shows throughout the movie, like he's just so damn good at being a psycho. And his performance throughout the entire movie just keeps getting better and better and better. I mean, the his his first on well, I don't think it's his first on air kill because he kills the homeless guy. His uh co-worker where he starts playing the music and he's dancing and as he's talking, oh, dude, it's insane. Like, I, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm going to break it down for you, and I agree. I think, Christian, this is the movie I discovered, Christian Bale. Um, I knew him from Newsies when I was a kid, but I totally forgot that was him. So when this movie was pitched to me to watch back in high school, me and my friends used to go over to my friend's back house. He had, like, a garage set up where he'd set it up as his room. And it was like, you know, big screen TV, couches, beds, like video game systems, computer. It was like nice. There was a refrigerator back there, a bathroom. So it was like our own little hangout. We would go over there every Friday night, Saturday night, and um, we would watch horror films. That's where my love for everything pretty much blossomed. And um, my friend Steve was like, hey, I watched this movie on the USA Network the other night. And he, the way he described it, it sounded like he was watching a straight up comedy. But when I saw it, I saw the dark humor in it and the dark, it's like a dark comedy drama. And um, he just blows me away in this film so much so that it's so quotable. A lot of the things he says in this movie are so, so quotable. Um, and it's a, it's a character that um, is an example of the yuppie culture in the 80s in New York City and like how everyone kind of just looks the same dresses the same pretty much sounds the same um and they're all obsessed with like material things 
and his character personifies that. And um, like you said, his descent into madness, the way he handles it, the way he p- puts it together, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, it really, really is. And you just stole my other good with the the dark comedy throughout the entire movie is is fantastic. I, I love the the quote that he uses throughout the movie. I've got to return some videotapes. Like he, he that's his that's his go to when he starts to get nervous or just wants to get away from people. <laughs> when he's having the breakup conversation with Reese Witherspoon and she starts to cry and he says, I'm about to leave. Okay, I'm leaving. And then, and then she says, well, why are you leaving? Where are you going? He goes, I have to return some videotapes. I was like, I just like it's perfect. I like what he goes, you're just, you're, you're terribly important to me. Just, yeah. He's just so nonchalant. Yeah. He's just so great. And the way he's drawing, I don't want to say exactly what he was, because uh, uh, this is the kind of movie I don't want to speak too many spoilers. I really want people who've never seen this to go into it. But while he's bringing up with his girlfriend or his fiance or whatever it is, um, he's drawing something on the on the uh, the, the table cloth yeah. at the restaurant they're at with crayons. <laughs> with crayons, <laughs> it just makes the scene so much better. Um, another good for me is um, just how it just really personifies the culture of that of that time. Um, I'm going to refer to the novel too, because it's so dramatically different from the movie. Like there's a lot of good stuff in this, this novel that does make it into the movie, but there's just so, you know, when you write something in book form and a novel form, you can be so much more descriptive and a lot more, um, you, you kind of picture it a lot more in your head. Um, just the descent of his character goes a lot deeper and really disgusting things happen and there's just i'm glad that there's a lot of this stuff that shouldn't have been filmed and i'm glad they didn't make it um but uh they get a lot of it right too um and they get a lot of uh uh of the scenes that they did pull from the book you you get the same feel from it when you read it so i'm really happy because i read the book after seeing the movie because i didn't know it was based off the book until i saw the movie and the opening credits so um, they, they, they stay true to the book, but there's a lot in the book that they couldn't film. They would get like, they, they wouldn't be able to release it anyway. <laughs> so it gets really crazy in the book. I, I love that at the first of the movie, when he's voicing over it, like himself in the shower, going over his daily routine about the mm. different shampoos and lotions and everything that he uses. And he talks about how he has skin and a brain and all these same attributes as normal humans but he has no emotion he that reminded me of like dexter like the tv show dexter like he's a human but he's really not a human exactly um that all of his all of his little tidbits where he's voicing over and kind of describe what's going on and stuff um like even the little one like to the point where you know they're going into that uh restaurant called espaz with like a group of friends and stuff. And he's like, I feel, I feel like I'm on the verge of panic that we're not going to get a good table, but we do. And a wave of euphoria or something washes over me. And, and I just start laughing every time I hear those lines, cause it's so pompous and stuck up and like you and I wouldn't talk like that, but just to hear it and how calm he is when he says it, it's so great. Um, I want to go back to, the scene that a lot of people go to when they, they talk about this movie is the scene 
where he kills his co-worker Paul Allen, played by the great Jared Leto. Um, when he, he puts on Hip to be Square by Huey Lewis in the news. And not to mention all the other times that he just goes into this diatribe about music, like Whitney Houston, Phil Collins. Yeah, like it's so any great. of those scenes are just the the monologues that he pulls out of his ass is just like it just makes the character so much more more enjoyable. And he looked like full-fledged madman batshit crazy when he was about to kill that dude. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. And the dialogue. <laughs> the dialogue, like the, the Paul guy's like, are you putting a raincoat on? He goes, yeah. And then he says something about, oh, I, I thought you'd have like a chow as a dog. And, yeah. <laughs> and then you just see this huge smile come across Christian Bell or Patrick Bateman's face. And then he, he's just dancing to the music and then he just starts cutting him up. <laughs> yeah. Try making a reservation at Dorcia now. <laughs> yeah. So just yelling Dorcia, at him. It's, the, it's, the, it's the restaurant you never knew you wanted to go to, but you know you can't get into. <laughs> like, it's, it's awesome. Um, another cool thing about... Uh, uh, Bateman as a character is the scene with the the, the business card and how dramatic he gets. <laughs> and Paul Allen shows his his uh, card. And, by, and also with that scene and all the other scenes with Paul Allen, um, he mistakens Pe- Bateman for Halberstram. And it goes along with the whole the yuppie culture. Everyone dressing the same. Everyone kind of to have same hairstyle um, and uh, suits and and glasses that they all kind of just mix up because it's like no one really wants to know anyone. They're just there, you know. They're just there to make their money, and that's it. And it just proves the point. And that plays a lot later into the later film, later in the film. Yeah, the the whole business card thing, it's just awesome because each business card he sees like sends him off a little more and he just wants to go kill someone. Like yep. it just pisses him off enough where he wants to just kill someone. Um anything else you wanna No, nope, I have no more good, I'm afraid. Okay, I'm gonna talk about one thing before we um so the whole I'm not going to tell exactly my theory of what what happens at the end and why it happens and and what what it could mean, but kind of rewatching this and 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 you know getting into the book again, um, it plays off a lot of what I just said about the yuppie culture and everyone looking the same. I'll just go as far as that. And I think they could have they could have done a little bit better, you know, better job of of making that apparent, but. They kind of left it open ended too, and that's all I'll say. And I like I like movies like that that kind of just like let you imagine. But like, if you know that it's a book, you should read the book because it's it's great. Yeah, for for me, I I had no idea it was a novel until I, I was watching the movie and it said based off the novel. So I definitely need to check out the book just because I I love reading and especially a, a book that turned into a movie, I 99% will like the, the book a lot more. So I, I definitely need to check it out. For sure. All right, let's go with your uh, bad. The first is there is not one likable character in this movie besides Christian Bell, and he is literally hacking people up 
throughout the entire movie. So he can't really be a likable character. He's just awesome in his character. But for me, all the other characters are absolute throwaways and most of them you want to see die. Like Reese Witherspoon, like her character is so like legally blonde, like a role she plays later on in her career, but she is so just spaced out and not even a real part of the movie. But when she's on screen, you're just like, yeah, she's your stereotypical naggy girlfriend that he just has as a ploy. Okay, um, well, I'm going to just play devil's advocate here with you on this because um, I think that's the point. I think the point of this movie is that every character in the movie is terrible. They're all self-absorbed, self um, or uh, snobby, richy. Like it's supposed to make you hate that culture because it's all faceless. It's all everyone's mixed up everyone's the same person everyone's dresses the same all they care about is like they're just not good people and like the people that you do root for um besides patrick bateman obviously because it's patrick Bateman, he's just a fun character is is um william defoe the detective and um uh his his secretary gene it's the only two characters in the whole movie that are decent yeah i will william say defoe is yeah I will say Jean. I, I did like Jean. She was the only other character. I didn't even like William Defoe. I was hoping he was going to get axed. <laughs> but I, I don't know if you have any bad. The only other bad, and it's the main one for me, is this movie is just not for everyone. It, it has a cult following or somewhat of a cult following, but it's not like supremely popular like blow your socks off everyone has to watch it and that's why i don't think a lot of people have it's it's a quality movie but it it just it didn't blow my socks off like i was expecting it to Hmm. yeah i know that the the author brass easton ellis didn't really like the movie um he He's he's weird with movie, like when his stuff gets turned into movies. He's just like he's like I wrote these as books. They should just stay as books. Um, I think the best movie out of out of the books that he's put out that like turn into to movies. Um, Less than zero is good because Robert Downey Jr. kills it in that movie. Um, the Rules of Attraction is really good, and then American Psycho. I I like Rules of Attraction the most out of all the three because it's a little bit more relatable to like my age and stuff. But like. I don't know. Um, I, if I'm going to pick out a bad, it's the the ambiguous ending. I think like you, it kind of goes into what you said about like it's not for everyone. It's it's kind of its own thing. It's intense. It's not everyone likes horror films, but not anyone's going to want to see a movie like this that's not straight horror. But you know, it, it, I mean, it could be worse. They could be watching American Psycho 2 and it's the worst movie of all time. One of the worst movies of all time. <laughs> I didn't even know there was American Psycho 2, so thanks for that. Now I'm probably going to end up having to go watch that garbage. If you want to watch it, it's for fun only. William Shatner's in it and Mila Kunis is in it. It's like a very weird... Um, and I'll give you um, a little uh, trivia too before... Um, I don't know if you have any ugly. Do you have any ugly? I do not. Okay, I do not either. Um, Patrick Bateman shows up 
in a couple other books. So um, his his brother is in a movie called in a book and then a movie too called Rules of Attraction. His name is Sean Bateman, and I, he makes an appearance. Um, Patrick Bateman makes an appearance in Rules of Attraction, and I think he might even make an appearance in the American Psycho novel. I'm not too sure. Um, and he also in a couple novels down the down the road called I think he's in Lunar Park by Brett Easton Ellis. Um, they shot a scene with Casper Van Dien playing Patrick Bateman for Rules of Attraction, but they cut it out. Um, but they mention his they may mention Patrick in there. His brother like gets a phone call and he thinks it's his brother. He goes Patrick. So it's a nice little like if you know the characters and read the books. Like I mean, you don't need to read the books, but I think anyone out there who loves to read should read any of his books because they're great. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna have to pick up that book and read it. It's it's one that's definitely went high up on my list now. I just know like when I went to the library to like pick it up because I got like so sitting next to me I got this one I got the American Psycho I got his new book which is a nonfiction book it's more like a commentary about him um, I got a Scanner Darkly by Philip K Dick and that movie is amazing I love that movie I always wanted to read the book and then do uh, Androids Dream of Electric Sheep which is basically the inspiration for Blade Runner. Rest in peace, Rucker Hauer. He just passed away. He was in Blade Runner. Um, so I love reading books that are based off movies. Like they're just because you know you're going to get so much more, and they're probably going to be better than the movie. Yep, I absolutely agree. All right, what do you score this? I gave it three point five, and I think that's being gracious. <laughs> I no, I don't want people to think I hate this movie. I mean, a three point five score is well above average. And it's an above-average movie. It just has its own following, and it's definitely not for everyone. And it's, I don't know, it just, it didn't jump out and grab me and and pull me in. That's why I enjoyed it, but it's not something that I see myself probably ever watching again. Okay, okay. Um, I'm going to go four. Uh, this movie played a big part in um, like my love for horror and weird things back in my high school days. It bonded me with my friends. Um, and on top of that, it's just a great piece on what that culture in the 80s was like. And I, and I kind of thought like when I, when I saw the movie the first few times, I'm like, all right, these, these people are fucking weird, right? Like, they're just strange. And then like when I read the book, I fell in love more with the characters and then the movie just... It's got a special place in my heart. And I think for specifically just for like anything else, seeing a, a, a Christian Bale film in the 2000s back before he became bigger is just something you have to see. It's kind of like um, Jeremy Renner when you played Jeffrey Dahmer. It was like his first big movie. And you have to see that. Like I know he's Hawkeye and everyone loves that and he's great as that. But like... You have to see Jeffrey Dahmer or that movie Def Dahmer when he played him and it was great. It's kind of like if you're a Christian Bale fan, you haven't seen American Psycho, do yourself a favor, put it on. It's worth at least watching once. Oh yeah, I absolutely agree. I don't want people to think I hate it and, and they shouldn't watch it. It's definitely a movie you should at least watch once because maybe maybe you're you're part of the minority that like it. I mean, it it, it is it is a cult following movie. It has it's hardcore fans, and then 
it's just a movie that divides people and that's that's just how i feel on it yeah no i agree i mean it's sitting on imdb with a 7.6 out of 10 it's pretty decent but you're not the only one who's like yeah i like it but i don't i just don't you know don't get it or it just didn't do enough for me or i don't like any of the characters like they're all very valid points um and and i and i totally see it on that side as well um but we got a lot coming up here in the next week this drops you're listening to this you probably heard it on a friday when it dropped um starting sunday though we got some very special plan for the week it's a, it's a lot of days full of uh cody and i talking about a specific animal or whatever is it an animal or a mammal i don't know it's an animal right yeah i don't know it eats stuff it's eat stuff so let's uh I'll let you do the honors. So this was your brainchild. Oh yeah, what G is referencing is our R and R Shark Week extravaganza that kicks off on Sunday with easily the greatest shark movie of all time, Jaws, and it continues. If you've looked on Twitter, I dropped a sneak peek of our schedule for the entire week, Sunday to Sunday, all eight films. We've got Jaws. We've got The Shallows, we've got Deep Blue Sea, Jaws 2, 47 Meters Down, Open Water, I had to think for a second, uh, mm-hmm. The Reef, and Bait. And that's that's just Shark Week. Then, that once that's going to carry us into August a little bit. We're going to have August's Fan Vote Friday that we'll get out in the middle of August for people to vote on that will come out the last of August. And then our our reviews in August are crazy. We're doing The Town, Booksmart, Summer of 84, and Gravity on Wednesdays. And then new releases, we're going to do Good Boys because that movie looks hilarious. Oh, and, yeah. And we're going to do Ready or Not because mm-hmm. we both love horror-style movies. And believe it or not, this movie is called Ready or Not, but believe it or not, this movie looks fucking awesome. I love oh, I yeah. love like hide and seek style movies and Oh yeah. It looks like like freaking let's kill everyone. So I'm I'm all in. It it looks good. But that's our schedule coming up for August and I mean Shark Week. Shark Week's gonna be insane. I can't wait to talk about Jaws. It's your favorite movie of all time, and we already know what you're going to give that score. Don't <laughs> even need to. We just, I was going to let you take the floor on that one, but um, uh, but yeah, we got a lot coming up, and you can follow us on on Twitter, on Stardust, uh, and Letterbox at R and R or RR Film Pod, and uh, yeah, uh, you can find it. I hope you love the new logo. It's great. It, it makes me chuckle every time I look at it. Yeah, I love it. It's popping out of a goddamn goddamn popcorn. Uh, container and I'm so pumped about that because I love popcorn. <laughs> that that is definitely going on a shirt. And oh, speaking of that, we are bouncing away from T Public, and we are going to be on represent here in the next coming days. And we're going to have a few designs up. So follow us on Twitter for sure because we'll be posting the link to go get a official R and R logo shirt. We'll have a few designs so you can pick. And, of course, there'll be a few different colors of them. For sure. Um, uh, and that is it. So uh, for, for Cody Repass, I'm Glenn Rodriguez. Thank you so much for listening to 
the R and R part of film. Excuse me while I go return some videotapes. <laughs> See you at the movies. <laughs>